98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. Officials line up to criticise the notion of Hong Kong independence as the new school year starts. The legislator representing the education sector says schools should reduce the workload of teaching staff to help reduce stress levels. And two Reuters journalists have been jailed for seven years in Myanmar. Top government ministers have been attacking the notion of Hong Kong independence as the new school year gets underway. Jimmy Choi reports. In a speech given at the Education University's opening ceremony last week, the school student union president, Chang Yem, said it was impossible for Hong Kong to achieve universal suffrage and democracy under Chinese rule, and that only through independence could Hong Kong people protect their own interests. The student leader later complained that his speech was drowned out by music. When asked about his views on the speech, the Chief Secretary Matthew Zhang repeated the government's stance that while people enjoy freedom of speech here, there is no room for Hong Kong independence. He said people should uphold and protect the country's territorial integrity and sovereignty. The Education Secretary Kevin Young also said it was inappropriate to discuss Hong Kong independence at university opening ceremonies. Mr. Young said Hong Kong independence was legally, practically and historically unviable, and it was unnecessary and inappropriate to promote or discuss the idea in schools. Meanwhile, the Vice-Chancellor of the Chinese University, Rocky Tuan, has said that while the university doesn't support Hong Kong independence, discussions are allowed as long as they are conducted in a rational and peaceful manner. The police say they will be cracking down on traffic offences near schools. Figures from the force show there were 433 traffic accidents involving students in the first half of the year, seven fewer than for the same period last year. Here's Senior Superintendent Jim Ng. We're going to enhance our enforcement actions, especially around school areas. In particular, we're going to... uh, uh, issue tickets on uh, all the illegal parkings and also uh, jaywalking and all the contravention that has to do with the contravention of traffic lights and also, also traffic signs. The legislator representing the education sector says schools should try to reduce the workload of teaching staff to help reduce stress levels in both teachers and students. Most schools have resumed today following the summer break. Ip Kinyun made the comment after a study by the Professional Teachers Union showed more than 80% of teachers felt extreme work pressure. If schools can reduce other teaching workload to concentrate the uh, well-being of the students, if the teachers are allowed to have more time to talk to the students, I think this, this will be a very effective way to reduce students' level of stress. Mr Ip also said he hoped the ratio of teachers to students could be further improved following a slight increase last year. I hope the policy address can uh, deal with the education problem uh, from a very macro level. For example, I think, well, uh, if the uh, chief executive can improve the class teacher ratio, I think that would help the teaching sector very much. What we expect is that they have improved the class teacher ratio by 0.1 last year. Uh, We hope that they will uh, offer another 0.1 in the coming year. Uh, That will be very helpful. The High Court has heard that research by a professor accused of murder has no clinical use. Cork Kim-sun denies killing his wife and daughter by putting a yoga ball filled with carbon monoxide in the car in 2015. 
The defendant taught at the Chinese University and said he obtained the gas for medical experiments on rabbits. But a medical expert told the court he thought the data wasn't useful and that relevant studies on rabbits had already existed in scientific papers for decades. The hearing continues. Chinese e-commerce billionaire Liu Qiangdong, or Richard Liu, has been briefly detained in the U.S. city of Minneapolis over allegations of criminal sexual conduct. His company, JD.com, says he was released after police found no evidence of a crime, though this seems to contradict the official version of events, as Janice Wong reports. Records from a county jail shows the founder and chief executive of China's online retail giant was arrested late on Friday night and released Saturday afternoon. Minneapolis police say their investigation remains active, though they would not disclose any details of the allegations against 45-year-old Mr. Liu. A spokesman said he was released pending a formal complaint. JD.com has confirmed that its CEO was arrested during a business trip over what it describes as a false allegation. But the statement from the firm contradicts U.S. police in claiming that they had found no evidence of misconduct and released Mr. Liu to continue his trip. Two Reuters journalists accused of breaching Myanmar state secrets law during their reporting of a massacre of Rohingya have been jailed for seven years. The case has drawn outrage as an attack on media freedom. Myanmar nationals Wa Lon and Kyo So U, who have been held in Yangon's Insane prison since their arrest in December, were charged with violating the Official Secrets Act, a draconian British colonial era law which carries a maximum sentence of 14 years. Firefighters have been trying to control a huge blaze which is tearing through one of Brazil's largest and most historic museums. Much of the National Museum in Rio de Janeiro is in flames. President Michel Tremer said the loss of the museum's huge collection of indigenous communities was incalculable. Here's the BBC's Katie Watson. Aerial images show the entire building up in flames. Total devastation for one of Brazil's most important museums. President Michel Temer said that the loss of its archives was incalculable, calling it a sad day for all Brazilians. The museum housed items related to Brazil's history and other countries too. It included a 12,000-year-old human skeleton of a woman, the oldest ever found in the Americas. The museum also once served as the residence for the Portuguese royal family and earlier this year celebrated its 200-year anniversary. The UN Refugee Agency has warned that migrants trying to cross the Mediterranean Sea to reach Europe are facing more deadly journeys. A report from the agency UNHCR says one in 18 people trying to make the crossing now die, up from one in 42 people a few years ago. Some 1,600 are thought to have lost their lives so far this year. Matt Saltmarch is the agency's senior communications officer. We are calling for the European authorities in particular to come up with a coordinated strategy whereby boats can be systematically um, disembarked in different parts of Europe and where asylum claiming conditions and reception centres are in place ready to receive uh, those people who arrive. Democrats in the United States have criticised the White House for withholding documents on Brett Kavanaugh, President Trump's nominee to the US Supreme Court. Senate hearings on his nomination are due to begin tomorrow. From Washington, here's the BBC's Chris Buckler. Brett Kavanaugh worked in the White House during the presidency of George W. Bush. And Mr. Bush's lawyers have now looked through hundreds of thousands of pages of documents relating to that time. They have decided that 27,000 of them should not be released because they say they are protected under constitutional privilege. 
more than 100,000 other pages are being withheld by the White House for other reasons. Democrats claim it's unprecedented for so much to be concealed about the record of a public servant. Israel's public broadcaster Khan has apologised for playing music by the German composer Richard Wagner, a major taboo in the country. His works have been avoided there for decades because of his anti-Semitic views and the promotion of his music by the Nazis. Here's the BBC Steve Jackson. Israel's state broadcaster said its classical music station had made an error by playing part of Wagner's opera Twilight of the Gods. A spokeswoman said long-standing instructions to avoid the composer would remain in place because of the pain the music could cause to Holocaust survivors in the audience. Wagner was said to be Adolf Hitler's favourite composer. Previous attempts to end the boycott have been met with public outrage in Israel, but some Israeli enthusiasts of Wagner argue that airing his widely acclaimed music does not amount to endorsing his opinions. The European Union's chief negotiator on Brexit, Michel Barnier, says he strongly opposes parts of the British government's plan for the country's future relationship with the EU after it leaves the bloc. Here's the BBC's Adam Fleming. By saying he's strongly opposed to elements of the Brexit plan, Michel Barnier is going further than he has previously. Since the publication of the British White Paper, he'd been diplomatic, merely pointing out the EU's concerns. For instance, that it proposes common rules for goods, but not for services. And nowadays, many goods come with services, such as maintenance contracts. Brussels sources also wonder whether the Chequers plan will even survive, following criticism by the former Brexit Secretary David Davis and others who suggested the UK should follow Norway and remain a member of the European Economic Area. Firefighters in the northern English city of Liverpool have been tackling a huge blaze at a well-known landmark, the former Littlewoods Pools Building. The office complex was built in 1938 and is considered an important example of the Art Deco style. Is the BBC's Duncan Kennedy. The fire service was on the scene within four minutes of getting an emergency call. They found that flames had already spread across several floors. Six fire crews are now at the site and a number of firefighters have gone inside wearing breathing apparatus. The building on Edge Lane in Liverpool was built in 1938 and became the iconic home of the Littlewoods Pools business. It's been empty since 2003, but was recently sold with the aim of turning it into a major film and television studio hub, creating 350 jobs. Business news and shares of iCable Communications have soared as much as 80% after the television and telecom services producer said it was in talks to provide services to the Hong Kong unit of China Mobile. They include network construction, maintenance and television content. Says the agreement is expected to be for a period of 20 years and may be extended for another five years. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,623. That's 259 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $45 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 110.89 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 15 cents. Pound is worth 10 Hong dollars and 14 cents. Support now and here's Richard Pine. We start with football, and Manchester United beat Burnley 2-0 at Turf Moor, easing the pressure somewhat on manager Jose Mourinho after back-to-back losses in the Premier League. Romelu Lukaku scored twice, but Paul Pogba missed a second-half penalty, and striker Marcus Rashford was sent off for clashing with Burnley defender Phil Bardsley. Mourinho said United should have won by more. I think it was a 
very, very good performance with a result that is very, very short for our dominancy and for the way we played. I think we played really, really well as a team. We had some fantastic individual performances in, in the top of that. We should score many more goals and we shouldn't be with the result open until the last uh, minute because it should be resolved much, much, much before. Arsenal made it two wins on the bounce for new manager Unai Emery with a 3-2 win away at Cardiff. Familiar defensive failings saw the newly promoted Cardiff equalise twice, but Emery was rewarded for partnering Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Alexandra Lacazette up front, with both forwards scoring excellent goals in the second half. Watford and Tottenham went into their clash with 100% records, and it was Watford who maintained their best-ever Premier League start. Tottenham opened the scoring through an Abdoulaye Decore own goal, but Watford captain Troy Deeney led the comeback with a header from a free kick before Craig Cathcart headed in the winner from a corner. Four wins from four puts Watford third in the table. Tennis, Rafael Nadal is through to the quarterfinals of the US Open in New York. The world number one and defending champion beat Nikolaj Basilashvili 6-3, 6-3, 6-7, 6-4 to seal his place in the last eight. Nadal will face Dominic Thiem. He eliminated last year's US Open finalist Kevin Anderson in straight sets. In the women's draw, Serena Williams remains on course for a record equaling 24th Grand Slam singles title. She needed just 18 minutes to wrap up her first set against Kaya Kanepi in their fourth round matchup, but needed all three sets to book her quarterfinal place. It wasn't an easy match at all. She obviously knows how to play. She's had a lot of big wins in her, her career, and she's had a really good career. So um, we always have really tough matches. So um, yeah, I was just happy to get through it, to be honest. And in Formula One, Mercedes Lewis Hamilton extended his championship lead over Sebastian Vettel with a record-equaling victory at the Italian Grand Prix. Hamilton's fifth win at Monza takes him level with Michael Schumacher. The BBC's Jack Nichols reports. In one of Lewis Hamilton's finest drives, he managed to overcome a Ferrari front-row lockout to take victory and extend his championship lead. The first move came on the first lap, around the outside of Sebastian Vettel. Vettel spun and could only recover to fourth. And then in the closing stages, around the outside again, this time of Kimi Raikkonen, and that sealed a historic victory for Lewis Hamilton and a big swing in the championship. Hamilton's lead over Vettel in the championship is now 30 points, and Mercedes have a 25-point lead over Ferrari in the Constructors' Championship. And that's the latest from the Sports Desk. To end the news, the top stories once again. Officials line up to criticise the notion of Hong Kong independence as the new school year starts. The legislator representing the education sector says schools should reduce the workload of teaching staff to help reduce stress levels, and two Reuters journalists have been jailed for seven years in Myanmar. And that's the news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, RTHK, Radio 3. You can have all the money in your hands. All the possessions anyone can ever have. But it's all worthless treasure. True worth is only measured Not by what you got But what you got in your heart You can have, you can have everything But what is it, what is it
look in the mirror, proud of who's looking back at you. Define the life you're living, not by what you take, but what you're keeping. And if you bet on.